In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of uh, Ghost Chronicles. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me all the way across the pond, my co-host, the most haunted ghost finder general himself, Richard Felix. How you doing? Well, you know what? You almost did this show by yourself. Oh, don't! <laughs> I, I, I'm a very, I'm, I'm a co-host. <laughs> I just, I just sliced my finger and I bled like a stuck pig, and so I'm here with working with one hand and. Oh, not this, good. this is what's called dedication. I can't even say it. Dedication to duty, sir. Oh God! Yeah, did it, I hope did it bleed? It looks like a crime scene. I haven't even cleaned it up. There's <laughs> blood all over the place. Really? Good job. There's no sharks around. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you see, I hope everybody out there appreciates you, Ron. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they do. I know they do. My wife will that. kill me when she finds out. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> Have you made a mess? Huh? Oh yeah, I got blood all over everywhere. Like I said, it looks like a crime scene. <laughs> really? Mm. Oh, do you yeah. need stitches? Uh, I probably will. I mean, it was pretty, oh! deep. pretty deep. Yeah. Really? Pretty what, deep. what were you doing? I was uh, cleaning the air conditioner and uh, went to put it in, and it slipped on me, and I grabbed it, and there was a louver on it, and it just sliced me. Like Jack the oh. Ripper. Yeah, never mind. You live to tell another tale. Exactly. Another story. Hey, it's, you know, to me, that's nothing compared to what I've done. I mean, I've cut our fingers before, so. You hey. told me. I know. I can't believe it. That's yeah. terrible. And you know what? I mean, it was quite a little while into our trip over there uh, Two years ago in August, that you told wow. me, and, you know, I was so strange, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is quite something. I, I'm very lucky because I haven't actually cut anything off. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> not too good with my digits for some reason. <laughs> yes, well, there you are. No, no, I mean, I'm not intact, far from it. I've got, I've got bits missing inside. Yeah. But uh, on the outside, me too. everything. Me too. Have you? Oh, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, no, I've got, to, I've got everything on the outside. I'm very pleased to say, and it looks damn good too. <laughs> yeah, there you are. You see, um, right? Uh, come on, what have you got to tell me? Anything exciting? Were you anywhere good at the weekend? You know, I, I really, really, well, not too much this weekend, but I really wanted to talk to you, and we, we didn't get to talk too much about it. But you just completed this huge tour of Scotland. 
Indeed, I have. Yeah. And to me, that had to be like the coolest thing I've ever, ever seen. I mean, how many places did you go to? Uh, listen, I, I, I cannot even begin to imagine. I did six days with, with 50 Americans. Oh, God bless you. They were absolutely... They, you guys are great. I mean, I, I'm not being patronizing. I'm not just saying this because I'm, I'm talking to you from England and you're all in America. I, I genuinely mean this. Um, I, I think that you, 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 you people are wonderful. You, you, you're, so, um, you're so positive about yeah. everything. That's, I mean it. I really genuinely mean. It. You know, you know, as Brits, we're we're a bit negative at times, and we're, 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 we moan a bit. And, and <laughs> one of the things, it's true. One of the things that we tend to do over here is we tend to, if someone's doing better than we are, then we like to moan about them, and then we like them to pull them down to our level. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Now, you guys use use those people as role models, and you pat them on the back. You say, "Good on you, well done," and probably give them a medal for it. Uh, you know, we don't, well, we don't, we don't tend to do that so much. We tend to ne 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 moan 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 and, and want everyone to come down to our level. But but honestly, I had the most. I had a ball. I really did. Um, and and I, I can't. God knows how many places we we did. So many haunted castles. You know how you're going around doing lighthouses, haunted lighthouses. All oh yeah. Well, I was yeah. I was doing haunted castles. Um, I've done. Oh my God. Glam's Castle, uh, Edinburgh Castle, Stirling Castle, Dunatar Castle. Um, keep going. I I I reckon we must have done twelve. Twelve castles, at least, possibly, possibly more. And not only castles, we did ships, we did, oh, we did pubs, we did really, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but castles, honestly, was was we stayed in um, two, I think, two haunted castles that have been turned into hotels. Um, and oh boy, I mean, I, I tell you what, at the end of the at the end of the tour, the lovely, lovely lady uh, that used to sit at the back of me. And she she thrust a map of Scotland over to me, and said, "Would you would you just plot out uh, where we've been for us, and you know, circle the towns, the castles, the places we've been, mm-hmm. and 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 then you know, join them up." My God, I ended up we'd done three quarters of Scotland. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you came into a pentagram or something. No, no, <laughs> no. Honest to God, Ron, we'd done three quarters of Scotland. Now, compared to what you've got over there. You know, I mean, it's about the size of South Carolina, I think, something like that. That's about it. But, you know, in six days, we'd done, oh, my God, so much stuff. Um, Very little happened, I have to be honest with you. Um, There was a a young boy on it, lovely little lad, and and he was taking photographs in in the cathedral in, in Glasgow. And he said there was a guy standing near the altar, uh, while he took the photograph, and when he took the photograph, there was nobody on it, which was, I thought, rather interesting, to say the least. It's usually the other way, isn't it? Yeah. It's usually, you, you know, you took a photograph, there was no one standing there, and then you... But no, he saw this guy, he saw this guy as plain as daylight, standing near the altar, and when his photograph came out, there was nobody there. Huh. And I had footsteps in my bedroom... Yeah, we touched about that a little bit. Yeah, and that was that was there was some history. It was interesting. But yeah, you see, what happened was they gave me a very nice. This was the first night we were there. They gave us gave me a suite, which was really rather nice. Quite, we got a um, sort of separate lounge um, room with a four poster bed in it. Um, and I didn't think anything of it. They didn't. Nobody had said anything to me. Um, and I came down 
the following day, and before we left, I was just saying to them um, about footsteps. And they said, yeah, yeah, well, it could have been the night porter. And it could have been the night porter. But she said, I don't know whether you know this, but the room that you were in um, was only opened up as a room seven years ago. And when we were, when we were doing it, we, we found a secret wall, which we broke into. And in that, in that wall was a bed and, and numerous children's toys. Really? The room. Oh, yeah. And I, because it was the hall. It was, I'll tell you where it was. It was, um, oh, gosh, the place, Gretna Green, where, where people go to get married. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they, they drive from all over England, Scotland, all over, to get married at Gretna Green, because it was just across the border in Scotland. And that house, Gretna Hall, was the first house across the border in Scotland. And all of the runaway couples, the people eloping, used to stay there. And it, it, so it was quite an important hall. And apparently there was a child that was born to the family there that was in some way disabled. And in those days, they used to, they used to keep them, you know, away from the fact from the rest of the world mm-hmm. and apparently the child died in there and they bricked the room up and that was the room really? in. yeah um but all i heard was a few footsteps so yeah whatever you know you know what i'm like could have <laughs> but i tell you what tell you what being quite honest with you it happened three times and three times i i i sat up in bed looking thinking oh my god is this it where's my camera Honestly, because that, that's how real it seemed to be. You know, oh my God, am I really? Am I not going to see something in my bedroom? And it didn't happen. So t- take it as you want, guys. But you know, that's that's about it. That's as powerful. Oh, we did Loch Ness. Oh, you did? How was that? Yeah. I mean, you, wow, that was. It's beyond now, me. when you say Loch Ness, what did yeah. you do at Loch Ness? I mean, well, we went on the loch. Oh, you went on the loch looking for the monster. Yeah, we did. We had a um, a, a boat trip. Across the lock, and it's it's the biggest. It's twenty three miles long, and it's a mile wide, and it's the mm-hmm. deepest. Uh, oh, it's got. It contains more water than any any lake, lock, or anything else you want to call it in the whole of the British Isles. Really? Um, oh, yeah, it's big, and it, it's parts of it are uh, parts of it. I believe no one's ever gone to the bottom. Hmm. Gone to the bottom. It's so deep, and it's full of what is it? Silt, and it's dark. And, and, and people can't see any farther than the, the end of their arm when they're even divers with torches or, with, or land, call them what you will, lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and there we, and I told the guys as we arrived, I said, you do realize, guys, that we're all here for one reason, don't you? Because we are the ones. We are the ones that are going to prove that the Loch Ness Monster really exists. <laughs> and we didn't. Oh. Because we didn't see anything. Well, you needed bait. You should have thrown one of the tourists over. And that <laughs> would have been a very good idea. But I, I, I learned quite a lot about it. Uh, and I have to say that, that the, whole, the whole thing started with a, uh, in the 1700s with a, with a story of a, a Scottish ghost called a Kelpie. K-E-L-P-Y, Kelpie. And it's a, it's a would you believe, um, a sort of a, 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 water, a water horse. Apparently, really? uh, but a ghost. Yeah, a ghost. It's a sort of half, half horse, half sort of mermaid type of animal. A bit like a mermaid, that sort of stuff. But it's a horse uh, mm-hmm. called a, not a seahorse, not a seahorse, a water horse. Uh, and this was bit reported two two reports of it on the lock. Uh, one in the 17th century and one in the... No, sorry, one in the 18th century, one in the 19th century, 1700s and 1800s. And apparently this is where it all started. 
But it's, it's, it's a legend that is well known to the locals, to the people that live in and around the lock. And that was really the, the, the basis of the monster until 1933, when they, for the first time ever, they, built a, they created a road that went round the lock. And, of course, then lots more tourists and visitors started coming. Mm-hmm. And in the, 19, at the end of 1933, the da- local news, no, no, the Daily Newspaper, the Daily Mail, gave a, uh, issued a competition, I think in 1933, it was a £100 prize if anyone ever took a photograph of the monster. And a fake, uh, a fake photograph was created uh, by two reporters, two newspaper reporters and a photographer that were up there at the time from the Daily Mail. And the Loch Ness Monster was born. And now, that's, that's not the famous photograph, is it? Yeah, there's, no, no, it's not. There's a, it, a year later, a surgeon took really? the, the ultimate uh, Nessie photograph, Loch Ness photograph, and that has only been disproved in the last few years as yeah. being a fake. And same old story, you see. You know, um, but I don't know. You see, I'm a great believer in, in no smoke, no fire. Oh, yeah. Smoke without fire. I, I think that there's something in it. I genuinely... But the guy that was on the boat that took us around on the boat, lovely guy, he was an engineer, and he was one of the guys that had helped build the submarine that, that goes down underneath and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and he was... What submarine? They've got a submarine that, that goes down every now and then, a uh, uh, um, research submarine, uh, because they do an awful lot of... Um, Work. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Through universities, um, mm-hmm. including an American university, that that um, fund, does quite a lot of funding over there for research into what, what it's all about. Because it's such an a, it's such a prehistoric place, a prehistoric lock. That when that when they go down and and bring out samples from the from the silt from the from the where they can get down to the bed of the the lock, um, they find everything the radiation from Chernobyl. Um, you name it. All sorts really? Of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ecologically um, fascinating, and, and the universities are forever in there, and they've got this submarine that takes them down uh, mm-hmm. with probes and things like that, and they probe into the into the silt and bring, bring, it, bring you know, layers and layers and layers. I'm going back to the Ice Age, apparently. Really? They've never seen a, they've never seen a monster. They you know they just sort of do the but it, it's still a fascinating story and I still think there's something in it. I, I saw one one time where they put some underwater cameras there and yeah. they supposedly caught a fin or something. Did you ever yeah. see that? Now I've heard of it. I've not seen it. Funny enough, this this guy was actually telling us that obviously Loch Ness runs down into the river Ness at. Inverness, which is the town, and it goes out to the sea. And, and oh. as he quite rightly said, I mean, salmon obviously spawn. They they come up the river uh, into the lock. Big salmon as well, some very big salmon. Uh, seals um, come up via you know, from the sea up the river into the lock. And he says there's absolutely no reason on earth again why occasionally sharks couldn't get in there. And and so, in other words, people are... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. This is people true. People are looking... People are seeing things, and don't forget they're expecting to see Nessie, the monster. Mm. And so they see a fin, they see a head, um, or perhaps they see three seals, two of them bobbing and one with his head out. 
and all of a sudden you've got you see where I'm coming from, don't you? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, hump, yeah. The head. Um, I tell you what they did because they, they, there is. Oh, if if any of you guys ever come over and you go, you must do Loch Ness. It, it, it's one of the musts of of Scotland because they've got this fascinating um, interactive audio visual um, experience now that take, give, give, takes you the whole story of of the lock from its you know when it was created through whatever you know when the ice age came and all that sort of stuff it absolutely fascinating and they were giving you all the ifs and buts and stories behind the monster and showing and one of the things they showed you was that a few years ago um somehow i don't know how they did it but they got a log uh, under the water and they got 30 people to stand by the lock side uh, and wait, and there was nothing there, and, and all of a sudden, for about four seconds, this log came out of the water, sticking straight upright. Four seconds, one, two, three, four, and away it went again. And then they asked all 30 people what they saw, and something like 50, 60, 60% of them said, we saw a log. Really? Out of the water. For about four seconds, yeah. The other 40% saw everything from Loch Ness monsters to sharks to kelpies to you name it. Because, in other words, that's what they were expecting to see. Ah. So, you see where I'm coming from. It's all down to this perception in the eye of the beholder, that sort of stuff. And that was quite fascinating. But the whole story like that was, was told in this experience. It was, I think, to me, it was probably probably the highlight of of the tour because it was to do with well it's paranormal isn't it supernatural call it what you will yeah oh it absolutely yeah i mean you know paranormal yeah i mean we kind of focus on ghosts but it's really everything from uh you know ufos to cryptozoology in reality yeah black dogs and and beasts of here and and bigfoot everything so uh, it was very much part of it it was very 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 good and the other the other fascinating place we went to was a place called glam's castle G-L-A-M-I, Glamis, Glam's Castle. And that's where um, the Queen Mother was born. Really? Elizabeth, the, the Queen's mum, yeah. Uh, George the Sixth's wife. She was actually born there and used to visit there and extremely haunted place. And it's rather strange because there's this, uh, what's it called, a chapel. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 13th century chapel where the family, the Earls of Strathmore, still live there to this day relatives of the of the queen mum and um they still have a service there every every sunday morning in the chapel um and there's the ghost of um oh gosh margaret douglas she was a uh, reputed to be a witch she's the grey lady of glams oh, and, okay. um she she's she, fantastic story and and all it was was that uh, the king uh, of scotland at the time didn't like the douglases and um he took it out on poor old lady margaret and accused her of being a witch took her away to Edinburgh Castle, uh, put her in the dungeons, tortured her in front of her son, uh, who was only 16 years at the time, and um, made her confess to being a witch. And they took her out from Edinburgh Castle and burnt her uh, at the top of the Royal Mile in Scotland. And her ghost haunts the castle. To the, this is Glam's Castle. Her right, Glam's Castle. To, to this day, yeah. And her ghost is seen frequently... Um, kneeling at the altar in in front of this um, th- th- in this chapel. Now the amazing thing about the whole thing is 
that I was, at the time, um, everyone came in, and I was literally on my own walk. I walked in, I think I was the first one in, because remember, of course, that I, I was leading everybody in. And I walked in, and I walked right to the end of the chapel, turned left, and went and sat in the very, very, very end seat mm-hmm. in the chapel, and everyone else, everyone else came in. And they all sat everywhere else, but absolutely nobody, and I didn't smell, or anything like nobody sat anywhere near me on the back <laughs> row. didn't at all, Which yeah. I found, I don't know, I didn't think it funny, but when the, the, the guide was telling us the story, she said um, that the ghost has been seen frequently sitting, and she pointed to where I was, and said the ghost has been frequently sitting in there. And the, the amazing thing is, she says, this is, this is, I'm not saying this, I knew nothing about it, by the way. I hadn't spoken to her or anything else. She said, but do you know what? Nobody ever goes and sits in that seat at the end. Ooh. And I was sitting in. I got a round of applause for that while I was in the chapel. <laughs> but it, I found that slightly coincidental, obviously. But I was Did you, well, I mean, did you... I said nothing. Yeah, I mean, did you have, when you sat there, was there any difference? I mean, did you feel no. anything? Or? No. no, the only thing before, I was before, before versus after you were told. Oh, yeah, exactly. Before, nothing. After, mm-hmm. nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, there you only, go. Oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, that sort of thing. But the funny thing was that nobody actually came along that row at all. And yet, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, it was about the third day, and I mean, we were all good friends by that time. It wasn't a case of anybody, oh, you know, he, he's, he's the guide, or he's Richard Fleet, nothing like that. You know, everyone, we, wherever we were, we were all sat together. And But I went in, and they all sat on, on another row to where I was sitting, and I actually went and sat in the seat without knowing any. Hadn't read it, hadn't read up about it, didn't know anything about that at all until the guide told us. And I did think that... Nice. That was all I'm saying. And they liked it. <laughs> so you tell me what that was all about. Probably nothing wrong. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You don't know, do you? But like you said, said there's there. smoke, there's fire, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know me. I'm far from psychic. But but I must be honest with you. I think I've said this to you before. The, old, the more you do this... The more, because I say to you, as I've said to many people, I ain't psychic, I ain't mediumistic, I ain't sensitive in any way. But do you not think that the the more we do this, the more sensitive we get to the subject? Oh, you know it is. You know it's. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I was exactly like you, and I never, you know, uh, you know, I was psychic as a brick, and that was always my thing. But I no longer that. I mean, I, you know, I'd be just denying that I, I haven't. picked up something let's put it that way yes i I absolutely agree with you and and again being the sort of people that we are and we tend to go quite deep into the subject you know we're hardly shallow are we you know i mean like i i research it i like to go into it i i like to know who they are and this and you know then, then obviously we we become sensitive to it because we've been reading up about them i suppose if you know what i mean we we sometimes know who who's probably there I think that's possibly part of it. And I'd been, you know, although I knew nothing about the seat or anything like that, I knew that Lady Margaret, the grey lady, haunted the chapel um, and that she'd been burnt at the stake, but I did not know that she'd also been seen sitting in that seat. Uh, But as I say, the the, the older you get, the more you do this, the more sensitive I think you get to it, even if you don't realise it at the time. And you go to that place 
and things happen to us as, as we know they do, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, I, I remember well, obviously when we were at Daniel Lady Farm. Ooh, that's a cool farm. That was wonderful, and I was dressed as at that time, if you remember, as a Confederate soldier, and right. I, I had emotion come over me. I'm not saying there was a spirit. I know there were spirits there. We know that for a fact, for a fact, because Maureen, you know, was was right. bringing them out, wasn't she? Yeah, I felt, sure. I felt close to them. Is the only thing I can say. Mm-hmm. Dressed as one of them and, and sitting there in that big barn, I, you know. Oh my God, that was, uh, you know. So yes, perhaps I am slightly sensitive now. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I mean, it's. I I I think you. It just comes with the territory. You really do. Uh, yeah. The more you, the more you do it, the more sensitive you came. Yeah. And of course, you know, unlike some people out there, we have this, uh, you know, this 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 one word that we use so often. That's called respect for the, for them. Yeah. For the for the for the for want of a better word, the ghosts. You know, they were human beings once, like you and me, mm-hmm. and still should command the same respect um, in in after death as I think they did before mm-hmm. death. And and that's something again that I think perhaps they they. How can I put this? They they respect us for our way of investigating them. I hope. Uh, I think so. I don't. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've always debated that, and you know, what the ghosts, uh, what the spirits think of paranormal uh, investigators. I mean, before when there were very few, I think it was different. Now there's so many of them. They're just like we change in our attitudes. I think that theirs have changed too, and right. I, I just uh, you know I'm, I'm enthralled with that question because I wonder what they really really think, and especially so do I. That, that that have tourists, you know, paranormal tourists. I mean, yeah. what do the ghosts really think? Is it like yes, indeed, yeah, because they do they do tend to. Um, I, yeah, come out more for us, don't you think? The, the, or is that, is that the case? Or is it, as just as you said, there are more of us now looking for them, talking to them, uh, using ways that perhaps we didn't always do? And, and perhaps mm-hmm. that's a reason why, why, why we're getting more response, um, I think. But I'm not Where? talking TV. I'm not talking TV. I'm right, right, right. Who has, uh, who has uh, the uh, control, uh, Richard? Is it, is it the investigator or the spirit? Say that again, Ron. Sorry. Who, who, who has the control, the investigator or the ah. spirit? The spirit. I think so. Surely. Too. I think so, too. I do. Because let's be honest with you. You start you silly shenanigans of swearing at them and and, and commanding them to, to do something. And, and it's exactly the same as, as you or I walking down the... the, the the side of the road, the sidewalk, or you know, uh, you know, if someone shouted to you and told you to come across here now, mm-hmm. you'd tell them to go and get lost, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. Room. I mean, imagine, you know, imagine you're a spirit in a place, and uh, you, you know, you got a group of people coming in an event, and each one goes in a the room. They're saying, "Can you knock for me? Can you knock once?" Mm-hmm. And, and and all night long, the same questions over <laughs> and over and over again. <laughs> I'm not knocking again. I've been doing it for three hours now, and I ain't doing it anymore. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And this is what I say, as, as you same same with you. You know, they ghosts do not jump through hoops. They do not 
Evidently, I I guess we're on the beeps, and uh, so we're going to take a break. Yeah, we are listening. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. And we'll be back after the following messages. And I got to get some more ice in this finger and change the thing. So (laughs) if if I don't come back, you just carry it on. I'll keep talking. Okay. Talk to you in a minute. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bear Eggs family. Four hundred twenty-seven. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolick, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And cemetery tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. Except- so anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan and Ron. See you then. And we are back. <laughs> oh, how's the finger? Uh, it's all right. More ice. Yeah, like I said, uh, you know, I've cut them off before, yeah. so this is nothing. Yeah, that's not a problem. This is just but when the show's yeah, over, I'll, I'll be taking a ride down to the doctors, unfortunately. Oh, no. Really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Dear. oh dear. Oh, dear, dear. Never yeah. mind. Never mind. Right, Pretty listen, deep. talking about cutting things off, yeah. um... One of the things I just obviously hear the young lady again that you 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 now co-host the show with you on a on a Wednesday talking about cemetery tripping, and, oh, yeah. and you know we, we we've discussed before the fact that that we don't do it over here. Mm-hmm. We really don't cemetery trip for ghosts, um, and of course you know my beliefs are that that the last place on the planet to be haunted is a graveyard, but. When I say that, but I, I, I also accept that they are haunted if something happened in the graveyard that causes a haunting. In other words, a young lady was, you know, cutting through the graveyard and she was attacked well, and, that, and, and murdered. I, yeah, in the graveyard. I, can't, I mean, I'm not a big fan of graveyards as being haunted, but I do believe some of them are haunted. Uh, some people are attached to their bodies, and I mean, that's all they know, and... 
I mean, in that case, and uh, some of them I know have been interred, Ron, so uh, they're oh, yes. probably upset about that. And, you know, I mean, and there's a lot of different stories. There are others were buried right outside the cemetery because they weren't, uh, couldn't but be buried on sacred ground for various suicide or, yeah, Right, so, uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of reasons why they couldn't yeah, there be is, buried. There is. There's also those, of course, that were buried alive, So uh, yeah, which yeah. can cause it. Um, yeah. So there's yeah, other things that... I, I kind of like think uh, you know yeah some of them are haunted. I don't think they're as haunted as as uh, people Houses. think. Yeah, I, I know Couples. that I know that uh, there's a cemetery. I think it's Vale Cemetery in New Hampshire where Fiona Broom absolutely believes that it's not only haunted, but it's the probably the most evil pl- place on earth. Uh, really? She she believes that she lost a friend. Uh, because they visited that cemetery, and she's quite adamant about it. So, I mean, really? that's her beliefs, that's her beliefs. I'm certainly not going to argue with it. No, no, but, no. Uh, oh, no, no, absolutely yeah. not. But what I was going to tell you was that I, I've, on the tour, this Scotland tour, mm-hmm. I visited what I believe to be the most haunted graveyard on the planet. Really? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. wait a minute, wait, um, this has got to be uh, the, with the Mackenzie uh, yeah, Poltergeist, right? right? Right, yeah. The Mackenzie yeah. Poltergeist and Greyfriars Churchyard. Um, oh my God! I mean, they they reckon they reckon there's at least twenty thousand bodies in it. That's big. Yeah, that's huge. And the reason there's so I mean, remember that in those days they used to they used to bury them, pull out the bodies, pull out the coffins, trample them down, and put the next person on top because there was so little room. They're right. always finding bones now, and and bringing them in because they've got a they've got a watch house. Uh, in, in the graveyard, which is where the families used to actually spend up to a week after their loved one was buried to, mm-hmm. to keep an eye on the grave to stop the body snatchers from, from digging them up and really? taking them away. Really? Body snatchers? Oh, yeah. And it's still there. It's, it's called a watch house. And, and, of course, as you know, obviously, only two. That's another reason why it can be a haunting in a graveyard, because people expected um, to, be, to be laid to rest there and stay there. Didn't expect their body to be dug up and taken away and dissected. Um, and the family didn't want that either, because obviously they thought that if that, that happened, there'd be no resurrection. Um, so these, um, that's why they were called resurrection men, the people that dug them up. Um, so there's a watch house still there, which is now the office uh, for the guys that do the, um, the Greyfriars Churchyard ghost walk, because they actually allow them in Edinburgh to do a ghost walk every night of the week in, the, in Greyfriars Churchyard, which is just, for us... Unbelievable. Really? They actually allow this graveyard. There's still, to this day, Ron, a, a church in the graveyard that is, what's the word, how do you, operational, still still doing services. Consecrated, people there, congregation, so many nights a week, Sunday mornings, every night there is ghost walks going around till 12 o'clock at night in the graveyard, which is just... Huh. To me, unbelievable. But the thing is that the Pet Mackenzie, and you, I presume you've done it in, in one of your books, I would think, have you? Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Uh, But uh, we actually have a comment from the chat room from oh, uh, Scoots, I guess. There is only one ghost in a graveyard, and that is the first person buried there. Correct. They yes. act as a guardian, and that's why most cemeteries have a dog buried for us. Hmm. Well done. I'm not sure about that. And, oh, uh, I believe that. That's right. Also, she's saying that she was she was bitten in the, by that in that cemetery. So I don't know. What in in Greyfriars? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and she, she's so right. You know, I've said that the first person, that's why they often buried a dog in there, to take the place, if you like, the spirit of the dog, to take the place of the first poor person. Otherwise, they were destined to stay there, of course, as guardian to the churchyard. That's a myth, that's dog. I mean, that's, that's not really based on fact, right? I, Ron, I would think it probably is based on fact. Because, you know, what a silly fact to, 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 to bury a, a suicide at a, at, a, at a crossroads with a wooden stake hammered through their heart. But that is fact. In the, in the 17th century, 18, until 1827, suicides were not allowed to be buried in a graveyard. Really? Because we believe that their tormented soul would still wander the earth. So if we buried them at a the crossroads... They'd be confused right, and not, right, not right. know. Yeah, I, yeah. You so, and I, so, yes, I think we discussed think, that uh, yeah, a while ago. So yeah. I yeah. think that, that actually it, it is probably a fact that people did used to bury a dog in, 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 in the graveyard to, to stop that poor first person being um, confined to, to wander in the graveyard forevermore. Yeah, I think it was fact. Um, <laughs> but I can't prove it, but I bet it was. But anyway, Greyfriars. I know wow. that at Greyfriars, there's a dog that's buried there, but that dog yep. was actually uh, buried after its owner because for years it went back to the graveyard. Yeah, that's right. His name was Greyfriars Bobby. Exactly. Uh, and he, 14 years, that dog uh, wandered around that graveyard. Uh, and Walt Disney made a film about it. That I did not know. Greyfriars Bobby. Bobby. His, his memorial tomb, he's buried, funnily enough, just outside the graveyard. Because hmm. he, they wouldn't allow, because he was a dog, poor lad. There's a huge statue of him, too, right? Say again, Ron. Isn't there a huge statue of him? There is a statue outside at yeah. the graveyard and also a pub uh, at the same spot called Greyfriars Bobby. Um, very famous. But again, Walt Disney, of course, did that, made him, made him totally famous. Uh, his ghost, as far as I know, doesn't haunt the graveyard. But so many ghosts do, because th there were hundreds of, of prisoners uh, imprisoned in, in the churchyard, where the crypts are now, called Covenanters. Where they were, it, in fact, it was the first um, prisoner of war camp, concentration camp on the planet. They were all rounded up, uh, brought back to Edinburgh, and imprisoned in the walls, high walls, at the back of where the... Uh, the churchyard is, and dozens and dozens of them died. Uh, their ghosts still haunt the area now. There are now big crypts there. And the amazing thing is, the thing that created the, the real haunting is the fact that the man that had them in prison there, Mackenzie, actually, when he died, his tomb is also in the Grey, in, in Greyfriars Churchyard. He is about 40 yards, his body is 40 yards approximately from where all those poor guys died when he had him in prison there. So we've got rather a conflict of interests, if you like, in that graveyard. Mm -hmm. He haunts it, they haunt it, and I, I get the impression that the two of them sometimes meet, and it causes serious problems. They've got a thousand, over a thousand reports of people being bitten, scratched, yep. knocked to the ground, and knocked unconscious. Nauseous and everything else. Yep. In the graveyard. Um, and I, I was there, obviously, last week and i was with uh, jamie the guy that does the tours in fact he was on the show a few months ago uh and again he was telling me that only two nights earlier um they'd actually had to get an ambulance for someone who who went unconscious 
Um, really? In the, in, oh, yeah. Yeah, in the graveyard. It's still happening. It happens over and over and over again. And, and you know, is it all psychosomatic? Are all these people collapsing, uh, making out they've been punched, scratched, just because they know the story? Well, or I is think something real? It definitely is psychosomatic. Yeah, I agree with you. But it not, I, think, I think not all of it. To be honest with you, but the fascinating bit is I've told you this before that Mr. McKenzie is still there in his tomb, and about two years ago, two young lads broke the lock off yes, the tomb. We talked about that before. Cut his head off. Yes. Now that yep. I would think that's reactivated him, wouldn't you, and made him haunt even more. Yeah, I actually missed a question. I guess actually missed a question from the. Uh, uh, paranormal uh, chat room, the Pararex chat room, and they asked something about the church. I don't know if the one that, that they were talking about was the one you were. Is there right. a demon buried in the crypt or something? Is Do you know any demons that are buried in the no, crypt? No, I don't know. I, I, I get the impression that that wouldn't be the one. Okay. But then again, of course, Mr. McKenzie, who isn't quite a demon, but he's, he's working on it, I think. He's only buried about... Oh, twenty yards away from the church. Really? He's certainly not. He's certainly not in the crypt of the church. No, I'm trying to think of. of I don't know. I don't know if anyone can help us out there. And well, I don't know of anything. There's a famous. There's a famous church in uh, Skull Stowell, uh, North Dakota, I believe it is, and mm-hmm. it's supposedly one of the uh, thirteen gates of hell, and. Yeah, and it's, there's a lot of stuff associated with it. In fact, it's it's in my new book, Ghost of Day. But mm-hmm. um, they actually went and they, they because there were so many people going there and uh, visited that on Good Friday, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, they went in and bulldozed the land, even though they didn't even own it, and got rid of the church. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's quite, quite, that's a bit drastic, isn't it? They I think bulldozed so too. The, the whole area where. Yeah. Yeah, it was a church, wow. and uh, oh, there was lots of stories that uh, supposedly uh, Satan uh, uh, um, appropriate pro- no, it's a word procreated with a witch and spawned uh, his son there. And uh, there's a tree there in the cemetery that supposedly he, he appears on Halloween night and uh, all this stuff. It's if you go down the stairs. Uh, to the basement of the church, there's more stairs going down than coming up, and oh. there's, there's all kinds of things. You throw bottles against the walls, and they won't break. Uh, tons of stuff, tons of stuff. And they bulldoze the whole thing. Yeah, they bulldoze it down. When it rains, wow. it doesn't rain inside the the ruins of the church. It just rains <laughs> all around it. So I presume people still visit it, even though it's it's gone. They don't they don't take kindly to strangers and impacts. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> I know what you mean. Now, where was it? North Dakota? I believe it was North Dakota uh, or South Dakota, one of the Dakotas. All right. It's Stull Skull uh, is the town. Was it what, that, not far from Little Bighorn? Or is that, uh, uh, I'm not quite sure. Richard. They didn't take kindly to strangers either, did they? No, no, no. Hmm, no. <laughs> never mind. Wow, I say that's that's, that's that's interesting. That, that's I wonder if little big little big wrong. Little big horns haunted. Yeah. Oh, trust they me. They have their reports. There's there's actually three webcams, I believe, of the battlefield that you can watch it, and people have reported unusual uh, things. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll be on it. 
tonight. Oh, I didn't because you do you know only too well that's one of my favourite um, fi- favourite sites, uh, yeah. Little Big Horn, um, and I desperately want to go. When I get round to this Battlefield Ghosts job. You've got to go to Italy, like I told you. That's the, the most people died in, in in the single battle. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, uh, Rome, there's so there many. Spartacus, was... Spartacus, and the Egyptian, and the Roman army. The, the Roman yeah, army yeah. went out. There were so many people there; they couldn't even raise their swords. That's how tight it was. And they trapped them against the river and slaughtered them. Mm, and again, you just think because you see, you've got all the ingredients wrong for a haunting: mm-hmm. murder, premature death. Uh, bodies not whole, not uh, completing your task. I mean, they were they were supposed to drive the slaves out. They failed. I mean, so if you failed, uh, you would be, I'm sure, and didn't want to move on, right? Same thing. Same yeah. thing applies. Absolutely. Um, no, all the ingredients, um, as Jeff Belanger will tell us, because obviously you know he's he's got a fa- fabulous book out about battlefield ghosts, which really? uh, I, oh yeah, I use as my Bible, you know, quite a lot. Yeah, because it's, it's a fascinating book. Um, and I desperately, as you know, want to, uh, you know, talking about doing it. I'm even talking about coming back and doing uh, st- the first in the series of Gettysburg. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. Come up I here at Concord. I'll take you down to Concord. Oh, I know. Well, I've done it all. I've already, already done the bridge, of course, haven't I, at Concord? Yeah, but um, we've got you in uniform. That's what you need. Oh, uh, listen, that was a big disappointment of mine. <laughs> Ronald, you let me down. I did. I you did. didn't. You didn't. You got me a. You got me a Union uniform. You got me a Confederate uniform. That wasn't bad, was it? In two weeks, but uh, I, I desperately wanted a, a, a red coat to go oh, and yeah. sit on the bridge and see what happened. But uh, next time, my friend, next time. There you go. I shall bring one with me. I promise you. <laughs> I will. Anyway, tell me more about your your going because I think I just about knocked Scotland on the head now. I think. I know. I absolutely love Scotland. Let me ask you one yeah. quick question about Scotland before we go. Yeah. And yeah. of all the places that you visited on this trip, our recent trip, yeah. how many of them did you visit with most haunted previously? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. That's a very, very, very good. Uh, the uh, the discovery, RRS discovery. Um, oh, the ship. Royal that Research cool. Ship Discovery. That's Captain Scott's. Uh, the Antarctic, Shackle- Ernest Shackleton and, oh, yes. and Captain Scott, um, their ship, which we did on Most Haunted, which was, for me, Ron, it was just going on to a something as famous as history. history, yeah. Uh, the history. And to actually, we did a seance in Captain Scott's cabin. And, and oh, wow, wow, wow! You know, and just just to be there to do it was, right. was and to get into parts of the of the ship again that the, the the public don't get into was was to me fascinating. It really was. And and how long have we got? Are we all right for time? Yeah, yeah because there's, there's a fascinating story, you know, about Ernest Shackleton because you know he was the Antarctic um, explorer. He actually loved that ship, and he's still on it. He he still haunts the ship to this day. Interesting. Oh, okay. yeah, Shackleton did. I'll let yeah. you finish this, because then I, want, I definitely want to comment on this. All right, go ahead. Okay, yep, okay. Yep. Well, also, he was, he was, um, he had a very interesting paranormal experience, and I don't know whether you know this. Uh, there's this thing called the third man syndrome, mm-hmm. where, where people get help in times of crisis. Um, and, you know, things like a pilot. Uh, i tell you who, it happened, it happened to Charles Lindbergh. Right. Um, when he was flying the Atlantic, I believe, and he fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And a pair of hands took over the controls of his plane for about a minute while he was asleep. And he woke up, 
and there was there was a pair of hands holding on to the control column where he'd let go. Yeah, I was flying the plane for him. Uh, it happens a lot to people, and it That's happened right. to. It was the, the guy, that, the guy that sailed around the world single-handed. He, he had ran into a terrible storm, and he thought he was lost. He went to the cabin to die, and when he woke up, the ship was sailing straight. And he went, and there was a man at the helm, and, and he asked who it was, and he says, "I am the navigator of the uh, Nina, which is uh, one of Christopher Columbus ships." No, I didn't know that one. Yep, that's in my book, Ghost of Day. Oh, yeah. I like that one. i got to get you a I copy like of that, Richard. Oh, I need it. You must send me one over quick. That's yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but there's lots and lots of stories like that. Uh, right. e- even down to I had a lady on a, on a ghost walk a few months ago who was an air stewardess. And they were going through a very, very, very serious electric storm. And uh, she was absolutely terrified. And, and as she was... She was actually sort of. She wasn't strapped in. She was sort of tending to the, you know, the passengers and what have you. People were terrified, and she was thrown up against the sort of bulkhead of the of the of the plane, you know. The, 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 and and as she started, as she sort of slid down, someone grabbed hold of her and pulled her back up again and held her up against the uh, the side of the plane. And she said she reckoned that she it was her dead mother that had come come back in time of crisis to help her. And, and she was only telling me that a few few months ago. So those are basically guardian angels, I would think. Don't you? I think you're right. Yeah, we call it. The, anyway, Shackleton. Same thing happened. He was he was climbing. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Everest, and he slipped. Yep. And a hand reached out and grabbed his and pulled him up onto a ledge. And and again, he believes it was his. I think it was his dead brother that had been a climber as well. And, and and actually, you know, in time of crisis, that hand, that helping hand, that guarding it, reached out and, and saved his life. Yep, there uh, are actually there are actually two climbers that uh, they were never sure if they made it. I can't recall the names uh, right off the hand of me, but they supposedly were the first to climb Everest, and uh, they disappeared on the way down. Or some believe that he didn't make it. But anyways, I know just recently they found the body of one of them. But these two really? climbers supposedly have been seen many times helping other climbers who've yeah, run into they are, you see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, Ron, you know this as well as I do. This is real. Oh yeah. This isn't. This is. This is. You can't, you can't deny tale, it. Right? That's the whole thing. I mean, it's hard to say. A figment of the imagination. I mean, unless we create it with our own minds. I mean, other yeah, than but, that. Yeah, but you're falling, you're slipping, a hand reaches out, yeah. grabs your hand, you feel it, it pulls you up, it saves your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is not, as you call it, not a figment of your imagination, is it? Nope. It, it, it's reality, and, and it's something actually I've started saying to people recently. Um, I'm, get, I'm get actually starting to get more and more, or slightly angry with 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 the world for not accepting it, mm. for not believing it. Because you and I, and and many other people out there, have had so many things that have happened to us that we can't explain. Um, that we know that there is something. And we've also spoken and talked to so many people, and both of us written about so many of these things, and talk, spoke, spoken firsthand to people that have encountered them. And these people are down-to-earth, ordinary people that are sometimes embarrassed when they tell you the story. Mm-hmm. It's real. Absolutely. There I are agree. ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> what they experienced was absolutely real to them. Oh, absolutely right. 
And as again, you know, I mean, for me, you know, the number of people I talk to and speak to and do on tours and trips and walks, and and you know, the person that I'm talking to last night could have been listening to the story that the person was telling me last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, they weren't there; they were in a different part of the country, but they're telling me the same. Not exact, not the same story. It's in a different place to a different person, but it's the same, same, same event. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It happened to them, and it happened to them, and it happened to them, and it happened to them, and, and it's it's real. There's a reality behind it that the world won't accept. Absolutely. Yet. Now, going back to Shackleton, you said yes. that Shackleton haunts that ship. It's yes. an interesting thing that you know Shackleton's shack. <laughs> say that twice, no. three fast. Is still in Antarctica and still preserved just the way it was. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, there's bottles of uh, whiskey in the, in the under the floor that is still there from when he wow. was around, and uh, I believe it was oh I can't think of the name I think it was either Admiral Byrd or Hemingway was or uh, uh, who's the other Hillary. Um, yes. They went to the shack and when they opened the door, he swears that he saw Shackleton there, and he has oh, been sighted many times there. So, I mean, how does a, a ghost town uh, yeah. is shack yes. in Antarctica right. and a boat yeah. in Scotland? This is, this is, I think there can be two, two reasons. Number one, we, you know as well as I do that they actually can, can go for it. I mean, a lot of ghosts we know are territorial and right. tend to stay or haunt where they died, where they loved, where they lived, whatever. Uh, but I also believe that, 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 that ghosts, for want of a better word, can... Um, come in visitation, can go from one place to another, right. uh, which, again, is, is why sometimes... But, you know, why would you want to haunt a shack? Uh, exactly. No matter how much you loved it, it's cold and it's damp and there's nobody else there. Yeah, but, but there's no pain in the afterlife that we know of. No, that's right. There's no cold. No, so there's no there's cold. cold. And that so, might be a very nice place to them, for all we know. Yeah. But it was something, it was something they maybe were fond of. They had a lot of yep. fond reasons there. Yeah. Or maybe they yeah. just went back to check on it and see how it's doing. Well, that's, you know? that's right. We, we really don't instance, know. There's so much no, no, we don't know. No. They, they, he loved that ship, and that's why. He, so perhaps he loved that. That well, that's our that's our interpretation. But the other one for me is, and again, I'm, I've probably said this in the past. Uh, if you're a very, I mean, Shackleton, he was a famous guy. Right. He, he had something a little bit more than others. A charisma. Absolutely. Uh, 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 extra presence and energy, and you know what I mean. And it's like the Mary Queen of Scots stories I've said before. She haunts just about every damn place in the in the United Kingdom where she was imprisoned, but she doesn't haunt the place that she died, which is rather strange. So I've said that we know before of. that we know of. That's right. So in other words, you meet someone like that, and you actually say, "Do you know she left a real impression on me?" Now, that's does that that's the energy of them, isn't it? Does, is it not possible that they can also leave an impression of themselves on the places where they were? So, in other words, it's not his mm, spirit and soul that's there, but an impression of him that's still there in that shack and on that boat and possibly where he lived and various other places that he visited as well. In other words, a recording of him right? that's there. Possibly. Hence the Mary Queen of Scots thing. She was a very enigmatic, charismatic person with a lot of energy and presence. And perhaps... Her energies left an impression of her in the stonework of the various castles that she visited. And very occasionally, people on the right frequency at the right time, because they've, they're, they're highly charged, they're, they're 
stress, they've got something. Their frequencies change. They see Ernest Shackleton, Mary Queen of Scots, um, and various other famous people. Possibly. True, very true. It's a, it's a possibility, isn't it? Yep. And, and that might be why he's, he's, why he's seen in his shack. Because he spent a lot of time there and a lot of his energies went into that place, perhaps. And they're still there. One day we'll know, Ron. Um, not too soon, hopefully. <laughs> no, not too soon. If we do it too soon, we'll both be out of a job. You realise that, don't you? <laughs> well, we, be... you know, I, I swear the only way you're going to find out, I don't think we're ever going to learn. Is where we go over. Is where we go over. <laughs> <laughs> and then that might be one hell of a shock, you know. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if there was but, absolutely but nothing? Some of us more than others. <laughs> Oh, absolutely right, yeah. Can you believe we run out of time? Ah, Do you know what? You know when the two of us are on our own like this? It seems to go even quicker. I think it does. I can't believe it, Ron. Well, it's it's reminiscent of our conversations while you were over here. I mean, it just... Yeah, very much. What it is. All we need is a pint and we're happy. Yeah, and I haven't even had a pint, but I'm going to have a glass of wine in a minute. I need. And you walk straight down the hospital, my friend. I will, I will. And, uh, you know, I do want to mention one thing. Tomorrow night we are doing a uh, special go- uh, uh, Robert uh, Rothschild Jr. will be on, and he is a taphophile. Do you know what a taphophile is? I don't. It's someone who uh, is a lover of cemeteries. Oh, really? Yeah. How funny. And he's into and graves. graves. Of mm-hmm. And he Down will be on. And of course, my co-host, Ian, is a taphophile. Yeah. And so we will be talking all about different cemeteries, including Houdini's grave and how he got locked in the cemetery there and had hey. to spend the night there. And also, uh, we have a new cemetery tripping as well is uh, available. So that's on Wednesday night at uh, eight, uh, 7 o'clock on Tojinet. So Sounds good. Yeah, and what, any any events coming up, Richard? I haven't. I'm trying to think about it. I'm, oh yeah, I'm at a place, a new place uh, this weekend called Cannon Hall uh, with Ghost Night events. Ghost Night events. Uh, GhostNightEvents.com, I think it is, or .co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um, Cannon Hall, brand new place, never been before. Got some connections with the Charge of the Light Brigade, and that's my passion in life, as you oh, probably you'll have know. To let me know what happens. I will indeed. I'll I'll get back to you next week, guys, and let you know how I got on at Cannon Hall and you whether know, I, I found the ghost. Spirits, spirits can sense that stuff, Richard. So I, I'm sure they know that you're a big ah, fan. Can you of imagine it? Because yeah. yes, yes, I will. I will let you know all about it next week. And who knows? I may have something exciting to report. Anything happening at the Derby Jail or Derby Jail? Uh, not a lot at this moment. Very quiet, actually. Um, it's quite time of year. We've got ghost walks going on, but other than that, um, no, nothing, nothing terribly exciting. It's the closed, not the closed season, but you know we don't do as much business in the summer, of course, as we do in the winter. Um, so no, nothing, nothing exciting other than the occasional ghost walk and uh, night vigils that we do those every week yeah. anyway, and they're they're commonplace now but every friday and saturday night we do night vigils down the down the jail darbyjail.com if you want to come on one there you go paul says i got to get over there so to go you must you come want. and see us ronald yeah. i'll take you to loch ness time to wrap it up everyone Cheers. all right guys nice talking to you thanks for listening we'll see you next week good night and god bless yep. talk to you soon happy hauntings see you in the hospital <laughs> cheers bye-bye <laughs> bye hope you're going all right ron <laughs> okay cheers matey bye-bye bye From goalies to ghosties, long as it is to the ghosties.